Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom every day. For show notes and more information, visit dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods. Well, today I'm so excited to be able to chat with Brianna Taitai, and she works with the Emerald Foundation in Pennsylvania, and they're working on some initiatives to help kids get involved with esports. So, teachers, you've heard a lot about esports, and uh, this is an opportunity to learn a little bit more and get some great ideas from Brianna. So, welcome to the show today, Brianna. Thank you so much, Chris. I'm really excited to be here. And first of all, if anybody wants to connect with you, uh, they can go to emeralde.org or at esports underscore emerald, and that's on Twitter. Just tell us, Brianna, a little bit about how you got involved with the Emerald Foundation and, and esports to begin with. So I went to Elizabethtown College, which is really close to here. And when I was a senior, I actually interned at the Emerald Foundation. And I mm-hmm. worked with one of their tenants, which is KPET. And I worked here for a, I actually worked here for a full year um, as an intern, and I, I loved it. And yeah. found a touch point again with the Emerald Foundation when I was working on LinkedIn and connecting with alumni from Elizabethtown College. And my now supervisor, Terry Kraft, one of the E-Town alums, she works as a consultant for the Emerald Foundation with eSports. And I had connected with her a couple of times over the summer. I worked with the eSports team for about a month. And that's kind of how I found eSports here at the Emerald Foundation. Yeah. So you didn't, you didn't actually grow up necessarily being involved in esports. Yes, that's correct. I had played Nintendo some, I, I had yeah. played a lot of Mario Kart and those sorts of things, but I would not be able to classify myself as some, like an esports <laughs> kid. <laughs> or a big, a big time gamer. And I think that's where a lot of teachers are at right now. They're like, I'm not a gamer myself, but my kids love it. And I'm hearing all about esports. It's, it's so popular hearing about it. So Maybe just tell us first off, Rihanna, just what what are some of the benefits of us actually looking at esports as an educator? Yes, yeah, so there are so many um, benefits to esports that you may not realize, and I think those really lie in the hard and the soft skills that you can attain through esports. And some of those things that we notice with the kids that play esports and are involved in our club, they have increased problem solving skills. When you're playing a video game, the problem-solving skills, you just have to do them constantly and rapidly. And the way the game works, that's just how it functions. Um, A lot of times, students who are involved with esports, they tend to do better with math and they're better with technology in general. You tend to see an improvement in digital and print literacy, as well as accelerating your learning, language learning, and then fostering scientific reasoning. And it also helps you with your visual attention band as well. Wow. All those things sound like things that would be benefits to almost any classroom, any kind of student that we may have in our classroom. And, and you were talking about problem solving, and I'm just imagining a kid is working through a game and they fail, right? Well, they don't just quit right. and give up. They keep going, and that's such an important skill we want our kids to have. Absolutely. And that's another thing too. With video games, there's a lot of delayed gratification. There's a lot of taking the time to practice and get better at esports. And that's another thing that I think, like you said, is a great skill that kids can have is not getting that immediate gratification. And I think mm-hmm. that is really important in life. Yeah. And especially when kids get into that whole esports activity, 
you know, they're not just sitting in somebody's basement playing video games, which I think is maybe our first thought, which is, which isn't really right. There's so much communication and collaboration that goes on, especially if they're at a, at an esports team or an event like that. Absolutely. Right. With our esports clubs that we have, um, they're through the North America Scholastic Esports Federation, so NASA. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids actually, in high schools, it's normally an after-school club, and the kids will come together and they'll uh, play video games and they'll learn about these hard and soft skills and in, in a very organic sense. Um, so it is great because the kids are together. They're not by themselves, like you said, in a basement. And I think that, I think that makes a huge difference. Yeah, and I think most people just heard you uh, mention the North American Scholastic Esports Federation and thought, wow, that's probably a resource maybe to find out more information about. I just searched on Google NASEF, and there it was, the very first link. You can find out all about the NASEF and all the information there as well. And again, if people want to connect with Emerald Esports, they can go to emeralde.org. Brianna, events. So I think people picture, like we were just talking about, esports is is becoming a big and popular thing. And it's not just a bunch of kids playing games in a basement. These events are rival, a a weekend tournament that any sports team at our our schools are going to. Yes, that's exactly right. You you hit the nail right on the head. It's really, really exciting with esports. At the Wells Fargo Stadium, which is in Pennsylvania and Philadelphia, that's normally where you see the Flyers or the 76ers play. But mm-hmm. um, they actually just recently had a esports tournament for Overwatch, which is one of the sanctioned games that the kids play through NASEF. Mm-hmm. And um, it's um, hundreds and hundreds of people and thousands of people come out and they watch and they watch other people play video games. So in a lot of ways, it is similar to traditional sports. Yeah. And going to events like that gives kids a great opportunity to feel like, wow, I'm part of a team. My part of the team actually means something. And and for some of these kids, you know, I mean, we also get that, I think, tendency to think that uh, kids that play video games are maybe the loner, maybe the, the kid that's a little bit of the outcast. And it's still an opportunity for kids to be part of something. Oh, absolutely. One of the great things about esports is that it is a very inclusive community to be a part of. And it does tap into students who, you know, maybe they're not as connected with school. And it also could be, you know, someone that you see in a million other different clubs and sports and activities. So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And with with the tournaments, as you mentioned, um, actually, one of our one of our school teams from Mannheim Township, they went to Philadelphia and actually went to see the Overwatch together. So it was definitely something that was fun for them, and it was just a great outside team activity that they could do. That's cool, cool. And and again, um, just trying to help find ways to connect with every student. That's that's really what esports or or anything that we do as teachers really comes down to. We're trying to con- make connections with kids who maybe just aren't making connections in other ways. And esports is just another opportunity to do that. Um, now, you mentioned something to me before we started, and you said the ecosystem. So I want you to tell me about that, Brianna. Absolutely. So the ecosystem is NASEF's signature way to really use esports as an education system. Mm-hmm. And the ecosystem, so in the very center, would be players and games. So those would be people who are professional video game players. Now we recognize that, you know, we professional video game players, but oftentimes um, kids who are in school, that that probably isn't going to happen. 
but there are so many career paths surrounding esports that students can be involved in that they yeah. might not have realized before. So the ecosystem, there's 15 different career paths that students can go into, and they're broken up kind of into four categories. So the four, the four categories would be strategists, organizers, entrepreneurs, and content creators. So within all four of those categories are different kinds of careers that students can learn about and engage in when they're in the clubs. So that could be um, IT support, it could be web developers, fandom art and media, journalists, streamers, amongst many other things. And what's really cool is that we have what we call beyond the game challenges. And these are ways that students are able to partake in these different career paths. So these are basically fun, fun assignments that are surrounding these careers. It's not something that they have to do when they're in the club, but it is a fun opportunity if they're interested in doing so. And the students can compete on a national level since NACEF started is, um, is in California and we're over here on the East Coast. So it's, it's something really cool that they can be involved in. So that idea of the ecosystem is is very applicable to to anything that our kids are are doing or thinking about what they may want as a career. And so thank you, uh, Brianna, for sharing that with us. That's that's really, really incredible. I can't wait to use that in my classroom. You talked about kind of an esports event, you know, thinking about it, some of them are gonna be in great big arenas and things like that. But what are what are most esports events for middle school and high school gonna look like? Um, so we do our events here at the Emerald Foundation, and we had mm -hmm. one back in August, and it was, we call them extravaganzas. Mm -hmm. And at the extravaganza, at our last one, we played Overwatch and League of Legends, both are sanctioned mm -hmm. NACEF games. And, and we those are probably two of the most popular games that, that middle school and high school kids are playing uh, in competitions. Oh, absolutely. Those are extremely popular. So we had over 175 participants and um, it was really fun and it was an all it was an all day tournament. The next one we're going to have is actually this upcoming weekend. So we're going to do a two day tournament. We're going to have again, we're going to have Overwatch League of Legends, but we're also going to include these are we call them extra credit uh, games. So that would be Fortnite and Rocket League. So mm -hmm. we're going to we're going to have two-day tournament. Um, we're going to have even more schools participating. So it's it should be a lot of fun. And it is it is very similar to like a sports tournament, you know, where you have brackets and you eliminate people as you play. And it's just a really fun thing for the kids to do. Yeah. And often they happen on, on weekends? Yes. Um, at least for us, that is how they go. And I, I would imagine that's true for many other esports tournaments. Right. And, and again, uh, giving those kids the opportunity to go and to compete and, and to make connections and meet other people um, and to, to work together as a team, because it's not all about can I win all on my own. A lot of these games require cooperation and, and working together. And like you said earlier, uh, Brianna, uh, the problem solving skill. Absolutely. So um, that's, that's great. That actually brings up a story that we have. So at one of our high schools, there was a group of students and the one student, he was in his life, he was very used to being independent. He was used to kind of having to take control of everything and do things himself. So mm -hmm. when he would play video games, it was the same way. And he was, he was actually like their strongest player. But what, what would happen is he would go off and play by himself and he wouldn't participate in like the community and the team. So um, the students themselves actually went up and approached him and, and, and in a very kind and actually very diplomatic manner said to them, hey, like you're an awesome player. We need you on our team, but 
we, we can't compete well if, you know, you're going off and doing your own thing and the rest of us are left here. So yeah. um, what they did was they created strategy and they created problem solving skills. And this wasn't something even a teacher had to bring to them. This was something that just happened and the kids were able to communicate and collaborate and figure out how to best handle this issue. That's awesome, Brianna. I'm thinking so many teams, you think instantly of if that team has a ball hog or, or something like that, that's that same aspect. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. It, it can happen in esports as well. And so again, we're chatting with Brianna Tai Tai. And I want to ask you, kids like video games so much. And, and it's just like STEM. Uh, so many science, technology, engineering, and math things that we do in our classrooms Kids just love these kind of things. Why, why do you think kids are so attracted to this kind of opportunity? So I think that esports is a great platform for them to apply STEM and they don't even realize it. So I think that STEM offers such a uh, diverse and there's so many skill sets that are involved. But in, when, you, when you put STEM together as opposed to siloing it, it's mm-hmm. so much more effective, it's more impactful, and it's more helpful when you combine these individual disciplines into what we know as the acronym STEM. And I think that STEM is just um, a great way in esports too, because like I had mentioned earlier, the kids are doing all these things at once and they don't even realize it. And I think that it's a platform where students are able to feel safe and they're having fun, but they are learning. And I think that's the key thing. Yeah. And again, if you go back to that ecosystem that you talked about earlier, Brianna, uh, streamers, you, you can't just have a kid playing a game. If you want to have that kid streaming it live, you have to have kids that are able to use the different technologies and, and all those other STEM aspects um, to, to, to create that whole ecosystem. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think, too, um, another great thing about esports in general is that the community is inclusive and it's diverse and it doesn't discriminate based on your age your gender your physical or your mental abilities and i think that's another reason why students love esports esports offers them so much more than they even realize and part of that actually is connected with the the pa smart grant that you've received there at the emerald foundation correct Yes, that is true. So the PA SMART grant is the Secretary of Education signature initiative. And what it does for us is it is a way that able to have our ecosystem in play. So we are, um, so one of the things is we're working with the Lancaster Chamber to be able to make this ecosystem, not only career exploration, you know, with like beyond the game challenges, but to be able to connect Mm -hmm. students to business leaders and community members and be able to have mentors for the students who can, where the students can go and learn from these people in our community for them to realize that there are actually careers in esports right here in Lancaster. They don't even have to leave. Um, So that's, so that's something that's really cool. Um, It also is a way that we've been able to develop our, our tournaments. Um, So now, we are like the regional hub because we do have clubs throughout the state. It's also a way for us to um, advance our marketing efforts and be able to reach a wider variety of people. We're going to be building a traveling esports arena. So this was an idea. Yeah. So this is, this was an idea actually for one of our local schools. They said to us, Hey, like we want to be able to host our own esports tournament. And so what eventually what we're going to be able to offer them is we're going to, it's 
it is, it's really going to be like a traveling vehicle that's going to have all the equipment, the monitors, the peripherals, everything that they need so that this, the schools can have an esports tournament just like they would have a soccer tournament or a basketball tournament at their yeah. school. Wow, that's awesome. Because I'm thinking a lot of teachers are listening and saying, yeah, that may be great, but I'm, I'm far away. I can't get my kids to an esports tournament. And, and there's not going to be funding for that because people don't still can think of it as a sport. So, um, and actually esports is, is really a unique opportunity because you can play it from anywhere because a lot of it's just connected over the internet. Absolutely. It, 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 that, it, is, it is so great that it's so accessible to so many different people. And I think that that's really helpful. Now, if, if a teacher was thinking, hey, esports is, is, sounds really interesting, uh, what would be a good first step? Now, I, I know it's usually geared towards middle school and high school students. So let's, let's just kind of start with there. What would be a good first step if they wanted to either find out more information or, or try to get something started? Absolutely. So there's a couple of different things that I would recommend. First of all, go ahead and check out our um, Emerald Foundation page and go under the eSports tab. We have a mm -hmm. lot of resources there. Um, there's, you know, like um, testimonials there to kind of learn more about it. We also have some videos that you can look at. I would mm -hmm. also recommend checking out the NACEF website because they have um, so many even more resources and things that you can look at and learn about um, kind of what we're doing nationally. And then um, if after looking at these things, if you're thinking, hey, this is something that's really cool, I'm interested in learning more, you can actually email me, which would be b-t-i-t-i -I at emeralde.org. And I can um, have a phone call conversation. Um, we can email and I can also present to you and talk to you about it. So those would be the steps that I would recommend taking. That's awesome. And I'll make sure that all those things get into the show notes as well for anybody that wants to um, connect with you, Brianna. And thank you for that uh, awesome resource. Now, what do, you, what do you think? Do you think a lot of these things uh, like esports and things like this is some of the future of STEM education? Absolutely. I, I really do think that esports has a future in STEM and just in life in general. And I think that's because more and more people will begin to realize that STEM and esports are very much linked together. And I think that esports in general, as you mentioned, is a growing trend. Um, you know, it ha it's, it's actually a huge international phenomenon. It's not just popular here in the state. I think, I think over time that people will maybe be able to make those connections that they are. That's awesome. Um, one final question I do like to ask everybody. Brianna, if you could have somebody, and I'm going to ask it this way, if you could have somebody come in and be a guest speaker to uh, an esports event and, or uh, just to an esports team, uh, just to help inspire them, encourage them, uh, who, who would you love for them to hear? Yeah, so, um, so I, I really like the movie Hidden Figures. And yep. this is the, yep, <laughs> you know exactly where I'm going with this. This is, you yeah. know, based off of a true story about three women, uh, Mary Jackson, Katherine Johnson, and Dorothy Van. And um, for anyone who hasn't seen this movie, it's about three African-American women in 1961 to 1962. And they were, be, they were able to serve um, for NASA as mathematicians. Um, and this was during when the United States was trying to beat Russia to be the first country ever to put yeah. a man in space. Um, and they, these women were known as human computers. And right. um, this was, this is a pretty big deal for a few reasons. Um, women in STEM related careers, it's still, and it still is today. 
um, something mm -hmm. that it, you're seeing more and more of, but it wasn't as popular, like it wasn't as common at the time. And I think that these women have changed American history. They're true inspiration to anyone who's in STEM fields, um, to anybody who's been discriminated against based on your sex or your race. And I think that this would be a really awesome group of women that could talk to students about esports because they're leaders and they um, who have revolutionized what was unexpected of them. And I think yeah. that um, I think that's really cool because they were um, African American and they were also women. And I think um, I think it would be great for the students just to hear about the kinds of struggles that they faced, not only in um, the work like in, in the work world, but also just in life and just kind of how they were able to handle those struggles, how they were able to overcome these things. And I think that that would be a really great thing. I also think that these women have such amazing stories and that they would be able to connect with the students. Um, and mm -hmm. I think that that would be especially cool for women, for, um, for younger generations and for females, especially who are engaging with STEM now. And yeah. I would just love to kind of hear what kind of advice that they would give to the students. I think that, I think that that would be really cool. I think I think so too, and I think some of the students that we're teaching right now are going to grow up and do some incredible things too, and have some great stories, uh, much like those women in uh, Hidden Figures had uh, as they as they experienced life in our world. So uh, awesome example there, Brianna. Thank you for for sharing that. Any any other last thoughts uh, as as we kind of wrap up today? Um, I just want to like say again that I really do believe that. Esports is a learning system. It's a way that students can engage. I think that the more that we can, the way that NASEF really uh, views uh, esports is it's a platform that students already love. And why not take something the students already love and engage with and make yeah. it and make it you know applicable to school and to learning and to education. And I think the more that we listen to what students want as opposed to dictating to them what we think they need to hear or what they need to learn, I think that that will kind of help. Another thing that more and more students are going to be continuing to get involved with esports, and I think that it, it's a very safe place for them to learn and grow. That's awesome. Uh, such great advice. We, we really appreciate it, uh, Brianna, for you sharing so many great pieces of information and ideas, especially if we've been thinking about esports or hearing more about esports. Uh, definitely connect with Brianna. And again, uh, you can connect with her through the information in the show notes. I just want to thank you for being so helpful to all of us today. Thank you so much, Chris. I, I really appreciate this. And I'm, I'm excited to uh, continue to hear podcasts from you in the future. Oh, well, thank you. Um, I'm excited that, that educators get to be able to hear uh, great ideas and, um, and have a little bit of confidence to try something new. Because like you said, Brianna, our kids already love these things. Let's find ways to, to use them to our advantage in our classrooms every day. So um, thanks again for listening episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, your favorite podcast app. And if you leave a review, that helps even more people to find the podcast. If you want more information about me, head to dailystem.com and we'll talk with you again next time. You've been listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find out more information about this or other episodes, please visit remarkablechatter.com or dailystem.com.